0: You set foot on foreign soil. Only this land isn't ruled by any country or government. In this land, we celebrate music. In this land, we celebrate games. In this land, we celebrate those who compose video game music. Welcome to the VG Embassy. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the VG Embassy. This is a show centered around video game music and the amazing online community of fans and podcasters that enjoy it. My name's Ed, and on each episode, I'll take the role of Prime VGM Minister and invite a guest VG Ambassador onto the show to share with us their own video game music culture. Or I may share a part of my culture on a solo show. I am sharing a huge part of my culture with you guys today, and you guys are so blessed. To be listening to this show, I am sharing with you the best, absolute, most amazing console ever released in the history of humankind, the Atari 2600. I have no idea why other video game music podcasts haven't done anything on the Atari 2600. It's got the most amazing graphics, the most amazing music. It's been around since like 1977 or something. It's been here since my entire life. Uh, I started playing it when I was 3 years old. We had a console at my grandparents' house, and we would go there every Sunday and um we would play Pac-Man, all sorts of crazy games, Freeway, Pitfall, etc., etc., etc. So I'm going to share with you guys today some of my favorite most nostalgic Atari 2600 games from when I was a teeny tiny Little prime VGM minister. Hopefully I will turn you guys to the ways of the Atari 2600. Uh, The first game on our list is going to be Warlords. All right, that was Warlords, released on the Atari 2600 in 1981. It was a port of the arcade game released in 1980, and the 2600 version was completely written by Carla Meninsky. Both the amazing graphics and the awesome, awesome soundtrack. I'm not sure why more people don't talk about this game. It is a four-player game. It's kind of like Breakout. Each player has their own corner of the screen with uh, a section of blocks that kind of make a L L shape around the corner of the screen, and inside that barrier is a little throne-looking thing. I don't know. It looks kind of like a man with his arms stretched out and really big feet or something. Anyways, um, you have a paddle that you move around the barrier, and there's a ball... That moves around the screen and your paddle can catch and release this ball. And you try to break the blocks that are protecting the other warlords thrones. And once it gets through the castle and if it hits the throne, then that person is knocked out. And the last person standing is the winner. So it's not that great to play single player because Atari 2600 AI is... It just kind of follows you around. It doesn't really have its own brain. So it's really, really good when you have more players to play with. Oh, you know what? That gives me an idea. A few minutes later... Okay, I've gathered you here to partake in one of the most epic video games known to man. It's got castle crumbling, throne smashing, cannon lobbing action... We all get to compete to see who's the one true Warlord.
1: All right. Sounds pretty cool. Turn it on. Let's take a look. It
0: It is on. This is it. It's Warlords for the Atari 2600.
1: That's Warlords? I thought it was some sort of weird test pattern to calibrate the screen or whatever. It's just squares. Roblox in 2018 looked better than this garbage. No, I mean... Don't let
0: the graphics fool you, this is amazing stuff. Watch. I'll start a game.
1: See? Mmm, I haven't read all of Twitter yet. I should get going.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I've been looking forward to doing my homework. I should probably get on that.
1: But
0: guys, fine, go do your amazing things. I'll be my own warlord today. This is boring. May as well move on to the next game. This one's called Barnstorming, released exclusively for the 2600. And more importantly, it's single player. All right, that was Barnstorming, released exclusively for the Atari 2600 in 1982. Designed by Steve Cartwright and published by Activision. This was another game from my youth. I had a lot of fun playing this one. Basically, you're a biplane that has to fly through a certain number of barns in a certain amount of time. You get one point for each barn you fly from left to right in a kind of a side-scrolling fashion. There's birds flying overhead and weather vanes you have to dodge. And you need to be like really, really close to the ground to get through the barn. Because if you're a little bit too high, you hit the roof and you get that explosion kind of a thing, and your plane shakes and moves backwards a little bit and you lose a lot of time. So, I don't know. I was really good at the game when I was a kid. I was playing like crazy. Um there are a couple different versions of The game that you can play each get a little more difficult. You have to get through a certain amount of barns within a certain amount of time. Some of them have a set pattern to the barns and the windmills and the geese. so You can kind of memorize your way through it. But the fourth game is completely randomized. So you're up to your own skills to see how quickly you can get your allotted quota of barns. Um... I'm gonna try it out. I haven't played it in quite a while, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a take a spin. So let's let's fire this up. All right, lift off. Here we go. Stupid geese. All right, all right. Oh, yeah, okay. Those little
2: high pitched things. Those that's when I hit
0: the stupid freaking geese. They like, slow down a little bit, but not too much. Oh, windmill. Okay, a- another freaking windmill. All right, let's get into these barns. why am I so bad at this? Oh, I can't get through these freaking barns. There we go, there's a couple. uh, Nope. Forget it, I give up. I am boycotting all farm-related products for the rest of my life. Barns are stupid. Farms are stupid. This game is just propaganda by big farm to brainwash into buying farm-related products and foods. Unfreaking believable I'm getting on Twitter, and I'm gonna start a movement. All right, let's see. Boycott all farms and barns. They do nothing but slow your biplanes down. Exclamation point. Angry emoji, angry emoji. Hashtag no farms. Send. Yes. All right. Time for the revolution to begin. One minute 37 seconds later. Ed, what the
1: heck is this? That's an iPhone, babe. Are you feeling okay? Not the phone, you weirdo. What's on the phone? Hashtag no farms. Is this a joke?
0: Not in the slightest. I just played this game where you have to make a plane go through these barns, and it sucked. Farms are the worst.
1: That's not how this works, you know that, right? We need farm seat just about anything and everything.
0: Nope, that's all a lie perpetrated by big farm. Here, try barnstorming. You'll see what I mean. Okay, it's a plane. Yeah, you just move the joystick up and down and try to fly through the barns.
1: Sounds easy. Here we go. Oh, these birds are annoying. Is that supposed to be a weather vane? Ouch. Why do we keep crashing? Why are there so many barns? Are these birds even real? That's it. I quit. See what I mean? You're right. Barns suck. Farms suck. Birds aren't even real. I'm telling all my Facebook friends. Come on, Logan. Let's go make some picket signs.
2: Can I draw a plane crashing through a barn, and the barn is on fire, and all the birds are robots, and they're staring at the plane menacingly? Obviously! Sweet! Let's go!
0: (sighs) Okay, well, while they're doing that, let's get on to the next game. This one is called Haunted House. All right, so Haunted House was released in February 1982 on the Atari 2600, uh, developed solely by James Andreessen. And this game genuinely scared me when I was a kid. It's very creepy. You get just a, a overhead view, kind of a shape of these mansion floors, and you are nothing but a pair of eyes because it's so dark you can only see your eyes. And the eyes kind of look in the direction of wherever you're moving around, and the object of the game is to gather three pieces of this magic urn and bring them to the entrance of the mansion, but you can only do one at a time. You can't hold more than one piece at the same time. You can light matches, so there's a a small glow around your eyeball face, and you can use that to locate where the pieces of the urns are, and they're randomized every single time. The mansion is huge it's got multiple floors and every once in a while a ghost or a tarantula or a snake will kind of come sauntering through and start chasing you the sound goes crazy and the eyes start spinning around and and it gets really kind of like scary for a second whenever you get hit by uh, a ghost or a monster so i had some interesting times playing this one i loved the tune that plays when you go up and down the stairs like there was very little uh, reference I had for video game music in my head when I was playing this, and so there's these little three-tune notes that play when you go up and down the stairs in this game. Well, I don't know. Let's let's start let's start playing the game, and I'll, I'll kind of like narrate what I'm doing while the sound is playing, and I'll kind of show you what the the sound sounds like as we're as we're going up and down these stairs. All right, so here I am in the mansion. We are looking around, I'm gonna light up my match. All right, so there's a little glow around me and I'm trying to look for the piece of this urn. I get up, getting up to the top of the screen. I'll oh, see that wind blows, that's really, really spooky. That's actually really good audio design for the 2600. All right, so up the stairs. <laughs> Isn't that tune cool? It's just so creepy and very, very simple. All right, looking around on this floor. There's a ghost. I gotta make sure I avoid that guy. All right, there is the other stairs. Let's head down. I freaking love this thing. All right, cool. All right, here we go. Oh, cool, excellent. All right, here's the first piece of the urn. We're gonna grab that. Oh, crap. The power just went out. How appropriate. Um, let me... I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it with me. Let's, let's head upstairs and see what's going on. It doesn't seem stormy or anything outside. All right, let's head up the stairs. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let me go back down the stairs. <laughs> Am I in the game? What the hell is going on? All right, gonna go back up. This is friggin' amazing. It's like my favorite little Atari 2600 tune come to life. Up the stairs. Down the stairs. Up the stairs. Down the stairs. Up the stairs. Down the stairs. Oh. Oh. Oh, crap. I didn't expect there to be ghosts. Uh, up the stairs. Oh. And there's a spider. Oh, no. I... This is... All right, down the stairs. No!
2: No! (laughs) No!
0: Anyways, getting all three urns to the entrance of the mansion is the only way to beat the game. I think I've only done it once, and it was, uh, it was fun. Um, lots of video game designers have, especially of horror games have cited this game as an inspiration for their games, uh, especially designers of games like Alone in the Dark and Resident Evil, which I thought was really cool. Speaking of cool tunes in video games, we're going to move on to uh, probably the first full-ish length video game tune I've ever heard in my life. This is Reactor. Reactor again released on the Atari 2600. Probably also kicked off my love for aggressive and uh, gritty electronic and industrial music. I think you'll understand once you hear it. So here we go. What a rad little tune. That was a reactor on the Atari 2600. This was released in 1982. The game was programmed by Charlie Heath. The composer was David Thiel, and this is the first time I've ever seen a individual composer credit for a video game. Probably the earliest instance that I am aware of. I thought that was extremely cool. Uh, Reactor is an interesting game. It takes place inside a nuclear reactor, and the center of the screen is this kind of big flashing shape that increases in size uh, very slowly on its own, but even faster if things bump up against it. And you have this uh, kind of a spark, I guess. And there are lots of these little smaller objects, kind of bumping around on the screen kind of remind me of like insects like how flies fly They're just randomly running around and bumping into things and as they touch the center of the reactor it starts to grow in size and if it grows so much that it takes up the entire screen then the reactor has a meltdown and you lose the game you can bump these tiny little things into the wall to kill them and killing them all will cool down the reactor core and will get you onto the next level there are also these little dots kind of like sticks that appear out of the sides of the walls and those are cooling rods and if you knock the enemies into the cooling rods then it will also help the reactor cool down a little bit more so that you have more time to beat your enemies before it explodes i'm looking at the wikipedia page now and i i see that i was unaware of this there was an arcade release of this game this uh, Atari 2600 version is actually a port and uh, I wonder if the music on the arcade version is any different from the 2600 version I could I could only imagine it is so uh, hold on let me uh, grab my Mame emulator and let's fire this up All right, let's see what we got.
2: Sorely door unstable.
0: This is amazing. If I had heard this in the arcades when I was a kid, I would have lost my absolute friggin' mind. I, I can't stop listening to this. This is this is so cool. This is way better than the Atari 2600 version. Is it? Is it getting hot in here or is it just me? I think I'm just, just really falling in love with this tune. Oh no! It's getting—it's getting really hot in here. Wait a second. I gotta fan myself. What's going on? What a I need a drink of water. Oh, I feel like—I feel like there's a nuclear reactor inside me.
2: Oh! Oh! Oh God!
0: So, yeah, the arcade version is actually quite a bit better than the Atari 2600 version. That is super interesting. Uh let's move on to another one of my childhood favorites. This one is called Circus Atari. Circus Atari is a 1980-2600 game that was based on the arcade version released in 1977. So we're talking about the only game I've ever featured on any video game music podcast that was released before I was born. So that's a historical first, (laughs) I guess. Uh, And the game is a lot of fun. You take control of two clowns at the bottom of the screen and there's a seesaw and you make the first clown jump onto the seesaw and it sends the other clown up to the top of the screen and up at the top there's a bunch of dots that represent balloons and the clown bounces around up there popping as many balloons as possible and falls and you need to catch the clown on the seesaw to send the other clown on the other side up to pop the balloons it's a very simple game It's very fun. You use the paddle to move back and forth instead of the joystick, so the control is very precise and works very well. I had a lot of fun with this. When I was a kid, my brother and I would take turns back and forth, uh, you know, sending clowns up to try to pop and and get the high score. It was really cool. You know, I wonder what a modern version of the game would be like nowadays. Oh. That gives me a really good idea. Hold on, I just gotta find that bag of balloons that I had somewhere.
1: Two
0: hours later. Woo! that was a workout. Hey, Logan, come downstairs. I got a surprise!
2: Oh, no. Dad, the last time he had a surprise, the Department of Agriculture had the family investigated for setting fire to the local apple orchard.
0: Well, it's technically a farm, and farms are evil. Anyways, check it out.
2: Check what out?
0: Look up. Whoa! I know, right? The whole ceiling is covered in balloons. I blew them all up myself.
2: How are they floating? What? When you blow up a balloon with your mouth, they sink.
0: They do? That's weird. Mine always float. Anyways, I was playing Circus Atari and I got an idea.
2: Another stupid
0: Atari game? No, 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 this one's cooler. I made it in real life. See, I made this seesaw board out of my bookcase and some HDMI cables. You're going to stand on this side wearing this helmet with a pin on top of it, and I'll jump on this side and send you up to pop the balloons with your head. When you come down, it'll make me jump up to pop some more.
2: Oh my god, I am definitely doing this. Let's go!
0: Okay, ready? One, Two, three, Whoa! Whoa! This is awesome!
2: <laughs> I got three that time! Wow, I got four!
1: Ouch. Oh, hi, Mom. Ah! Logan! What is your head doing in the living room floor? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I got all the balloons. Did you know when Dad blows them up, they float? Oh, he's going to be floating down the river with his balloons when I'm done with him. Ed!
0: Oh no. Uh, looks like I better wrap up the show before she finds me. I wanted to show off a little bit of what chiptune artists can do with the 2600. It's not like anything you'd hear out of an NES or C64, but it's pretty decent for a console that wasn't developed with music in mind, certainly beyond anything I would have dreamed of hearing back in 1981. Here's the PALS demo by the demo scene group Agenda, which took first place in the Atari 2600 Demo Competition at the 2021 Silly Venture Demo Party. Enjoy, and I'll see you in a few weeks with a new full-length show. If I last that long.
1: There you are. Run away!